Uh, I make it up in dick. Anybody? No. All right. It's a dick joke. <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm uh, Emilio. I'm just going to go with my name from now on. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to just start letting my jokes that never make anybody laugh go. This like, Oh, those were jokes. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, hey, somebody like likes them because we have two new patrons. Uh, thank you, Brennan and Christopher. If you want to give us money or see what we look like or just kind of check out and you want to take that next step, just see what we're all about, dlgaming.net. That's where you can find everything except for, I think, any trace of Nick. Nick, is there any of you there? I, I feel like obviously if you click on an episode, you'll see you. But He's on the Twitch page. I don't know if he's on the web page, though. Yeah, he still has to cut his chops. Yeah. I got the sexy guy on there. You guys haven't looked? Check this out. I, I haven't been there in years. There he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. God, look at that. Oh, it's okay. an interesting yeah, look. There we go. It is. He looks like there a poet go. writer. Like uh, he deserve. He's looking for snaps. There he is. Well, thank you very much to our patrons. We really appreciate it. Um, we were in the talks of possibly doing part two of the NSFW podcast, maybe with a different spin on it. I don't know. Something. I was thinking like some some stories. We've been through some shit. We just stories. tell really okay. good stories. There were two stories each or something. You okay. know what I mean? We can yeah, we can put, yeah, we can put up like the topic of the story and see if people, what people want to hear about. I don't well, know. I still like taking questions, but I thought maybe we could try to fill them in a different direction, cover things that we don't really talk about on this podcast. But we have stories that could be adapted into blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all think that about our lives. Fuck. All right. It's a cut down Emilio Day, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Sounds good to me, man. No, we, we all think, I think my stories are great. Then I tell them, and people are like, eh, okay. All right. So, well, uh, well, you have to be anyway, a good storyteller. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a couple things that we want to talk about this week. We have a, a lot of stuff on the radar. Um, first of all, I want to preface this. There's going to be a lot of Warhammer talk for me. A lot. Why I would know. you preface that? We expect that. The news <laughs> well, last, would be the news would the be hey guys. I didn't say no, anything about Warhammer at all. No Warhammer this week. So that would be news. Yeah. Yeah. That um, would be a preface. Oh the, So those three people that listen for that would just tune out. They're like, fuck this shit. No Warhammer this week. I'm gonna take I'm yeah, gonna look, take my <laughs> my space like, marine armor. Talking about Warhammer. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so no, but this week is the, uh, or this, it started in the beginning of this week was, uh, the Warhammer skulls event. It's on until the end of this coming week. Um, which is something that we didn't, uh, I, I didn't even know existed. It's a festival slash event, um, regarding Warhammer video games. So there's a bunch of stuff announced. There's a bunch of stuff, um, released and everything's on sale. Even the games that aren't released yet are on sale. And like it's either it's like a minimum of ten percent off, yeah. Um, and so one that caught my eye, which is really like unique compared to a bunch of stuff, is uh, it's called Blood and Teeth with an F, <laughs> and it's a platformer shooter. It's a twin stick, and you play as orcs, and it's all in two D, and it's really cute. Huh. Um, it looks pretty interesting. It, I don't think it's going to be expensive at all. Um. 
yeah, like if, if that's your if that's your deal, like you like running and gunning and stuff like that, I think this is the way to go. Yeah, it looks like a kind of like a cartoony contra or metal slug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you play as orcs, and the way it you know it's described is you're invading a hive city and you got to kill your your war boss, and that's it. I'm guessing there's going to be funny lines, voice lines, and stuff. It's multiplayer. They've shown that. Like it's up to four player co op. So. I'd play this with you, Nick. Yeah. We get Bobby to play. No. <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe. Um, these 2D platformers are very hit and miss for me. I really liked Guns Gore and Cannoli 1 and 2, probably because it was zombies and mobsters. I thought it was just a fun, interesting mix. But there's not a whole lot of these that I, I play anymore. I, I did see this, though. I, I scrolled down the page of all the deals that they were having. This one did catch my eye the thumbnail art caught my eye then i clicked on it i saw the gameplay and i cooled on it a little bit i, I wasn't as excited when i saw the gameplay the co-op interests me though yeah it, it looks like normal warhammer debauchery i also found out something about the orcs that i didn't know about uh, emilio did you know that the orcs were originally created to make fun of soccer hooligans uh no and why do you single me out as if like i was gonna be the the guy who knows <laughs> no, it's because you you know a little bit about Warhammer, uh, but yeah, yeah no, they're, no they're made to make fun of soccer hooligans, like the drunk, like irate, all dude soccer hooligans. Yeah, so. that's funny. I guess they're hooligans yeah. for their god, right? Their god, exactly. Yeah. But uh, what are you guys? What are you guys looking at this week? So this week, somebody posted a game called Backbone. Now this features Vancouver, Canada, and it is a detective noir uh 2.5d rpg game it really reminded me of black sad do you guys remember that game it was on the radar long a long time ago it has since came out it had the anthropomorphic yeah i animals. thought it was the same game yeah it looks yeah, I thought like this was that too it looks like it this has a little more uh pixelated graphics black sad was just cgi 3d animated uh this looks more 2d point and click like old school point and click pixelated graphics but it's the same type of thing you've got these anthropomorphic animals uh detective noir thriller kind of like an rpg point and click a little bit uh, it looks very interesting no it's beautiful no price yet uh, the setting is great i love when they pick a setting so uh warconi has posted this in the discord and you know he's from vancouver and he was posting screenshots and pointing out, oh, this is this area here and that area there. Uh, wh what a great thing to have a, a, a your your town featured in a game. That would be very cool. I don't think San Diego is going to be featured in any games anytime soon. But oh, you never know. We, we have been. We were in a Call of Duty game. We were in Ghosts at the very beginning. Uh, it of is all the ones to be in the worst. Uh, yeah, one. the worst one. Right, the last one that I played. Also, well, no, I did play the, uh, when they went like fully online or whatever, but yeah, it's, you can see Qualcomm stadium and the Coronado bridge and they've kind of changed the layout. They've used the assets, but moved them around a little bit. And it is actually, it says San Diego, but yeah, we are in the beginning of call of duty ghosts, but we're always a, there for one shot, you know, yeah. one shot or just a flyover. Like it's never featured except for, uh, that one movie, uh, Anchorman. Um, <laughs> I checked out The Last Spell. That's uh, Somebody posted that in our Discord. 
Uh, seems like a mesh of a lot of different uh, genres here. It's got, essentially, it's a wave defense game. Um, zombies are coming up to the town, and you have to defend it. Uh, it's got a little bit of tower defense, because you could take your heroes and place them where you think you're going to be vulnerable. And then once the heroes and the zombies uh, collide, if you will, um, then it becomes a tactical turn-based game. Um, this is all set in like kind of like a fantasy realm. Uh, and the, the better you do, the less the city gets uh, damaged, the more items you get and the more XP you get and the more so it's almost like an RPG also a tower defense and also like a a um, tactical turn-based game uh, so all those things uh, tickle my fancy so I might be checking this out hmm. all right uh, it looks great too real dark ominous type stuff seems like it would be a good mobile game rude dude Rude. I mean, like, if you could make this work on a phone, like, a lot of people would play this. The game you had looked like it could play on a Game Boy Color, dude. So, yeah, okay, everyone liked the Game Boy Color. All right, <laughs> yeah, aren't the Game Boy Colors like really expensive now? The games are like astronomical prices, like the original cartridges. Like that. that makes sense. Yeah, the re- isn't it because there's an internal battery to keep saves and stuff, and like most of the ones that haven't been opened are like absurdly like priced. Yeah, I don't know. I did, this is just something I heard from a YouTube video. Mm. Yeah, the, the Pokemon games especially. Yeah, 1500 bucks for that Pokemon Game Boy Color game. Damn, I had that too. Oh. Dang. Damn. Okay. Um, just really quickly, I want to mention that the new uh, career came out for Warhammer 2 Vermintide. It is called Sisters of Thorn. It is for the Karelian character. I think that's how you pronounce it, although it sounds like the Holland Han Solo's race career. Yeah. Um, this just came out on the third, I believe salt Spire is next. Uh, people are loving this. They, uh, it, it gives this character who's kind of like a, a rogue, I guess, but with a bow, um, it gives her a spear or a staff, <clears throat> excuse me, and completely changes her play style. And everybody says it's uh big success. It's very, uh, a lot more engaging. Kind of like when I talked about the, outcast engineer for the dwarf it just makes the character so much more involved and fun to play it's really unfortunate that all these the best ones are behind a paywall that's what i'm gonna say do you think that was on purpose that they put their best stuff behind paywalls i would i would say yes and no and the only reason i would say that is because think of it this way like you play left for dead you get the same guns and the same characters um and when i know a lot of feedback was made about if you're going to have multiple classes for the characters and like the ults be a little bit different or the weapons be a little bit different, why not? If you're going to have DLC, try something experimental. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like fat shark has said before is like, if they're going to do something and it's an add on, it's going to be experimental. Like when they, when they make Vermintide three, cause they've already announced that they're making Vermintide three. Um, who knows if they're going to like still keep these classes or change it up. So, and not just that too, but, they're learning as they go, right? So uh, the first characters they made for Vermintide 2, uh, they've gained a bunch of experience and tons of feedback from that. And they, you know, you learn. It's a learning experience. They're better at making this game now. So, Oh, yeah. And they're, and, and they're using everything they've learned. And they, they've already said this, that they're using everything they learned for Darktide. Um, and so they're just completely... 
that's why I'm so excited about Dark Tide is like it seems it's going to be like it's going to be polished when it comes out because of the fact they've been making Vermintide. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Bobby, are you going to play the the elf character now? I've never played her before except for the first one. So I don't, I don't know. I really like the dwarf. All my experience is with him. I've got him up to like level 20, almost 25 now. And I've done a little bit on the priestess or the mage or whatever they call her, the witch. And I really like that character. But I know the rogue is a a little flimsy. I I usually prefer the tankier characters. So I don't know. I might, I might try it out. She can get two shot in like on like the second to hardest difficulty, she can get two shot by like some of like the average mobs. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. She must do tons of damage. But Bobby says he's at yeah. the top of the chart charts with top of the charts. <laughs> top of the charts with um the uh chain gunner. Huh? Yeah, with the outcast engineer. Yeah. Who's basically a rattling gunner. Yeah. Um the problem is if I get overwhelmed by rats uh, then I'm done for. Although he is allowed to hold th- uh, three grenades, which every other class only can hold one. Wow. And the grenades are really great for getting you out of trouble like that. So, um, yeah, he does quite a bit of damage. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, and this is kind of a a few things. It, there was a leak about some games coming out from 2K. And what, the big one, the big news is Firaxis, makers of XCOM and the Civ games, they are making an Avengers game that is going to be oh, yeah. a turn-based, yeah. yeah, a turn-based uh, strategy Tact- game, yeah. turn-based tactics. I don't think they have a name yet for it. Uh, it was rumored, but it seems like the leak has been confirmed. And it's Firaxis. They know what they're doing, right? Fuck yeah. Like, these are the guys who made XCOM. Even if you took XCOM and just put, like, a Avengers skin on it and changed the abilities, people would be happy. So I think that'll be a big success. Some of the other things they talked about, though, was a new Borderlands game, Tina's Wonderland, I believe it was called. Because huh. so, Tina's uh, a, a DLC or a game? A game. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Tina had a a D and D DLC, which was mm-hmm. fucking great. Yeah, it was, it was probably one of the, the best received one. Yeah, it was probably the best DLC ever in uh, Borderlands. So uh, hopefully, it has something to do with that. Yeah, the one other leak that they mentioned was uh, codenamed codenamed Volt, I think, and it is. They say it's going to be Cthulhu meets Saints Row. It's going to have oh, sci-fi geez. and magic. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that one. It's from the guys, uh, the developers that worked on Mafia 3. So I, I, I don't know. That Didn't a Mandalorian away. game get also leaked? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so they, they it's on Reddit that they leaked that a Mandalorian video game is coming out. And it's supposed to be like... Uh, What's that game that's kind of like a Dark Souls clone, but it's it's Star Wars? I think it's Fallen Order. What is it called? Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, it's apparently supposed to be something like that, but you're you're the Mandalorian. Hmm. Okay. I think we basically created the Bad Batch video game last episode, so I'm sure there's a leak of that coming out anytime, right, Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here it. first. We did it live on air. Um, <clears throat> checks in the mail from Disney. Guilty Gear, Gear Strive. Guilty Gear is a 2D fighter that's been around forever. I mean, this is like right after Street Fighter. The first Guilty Gear came out, you know, uh, Street Fighter 2. Um, 
within the first few years. And it's just kind of been one of these other fighting games, and it's never gone away. And Strive is this newest one. The graphics on this game are, as far as 2D... 2D graphics, I'm going to say it's probably the best I've seen. I mean, Dragon Ball Z's are really good, um, for sure, but this uh, this looks pretty fucking awesome. I, don't, I can't speak for the mechanics. I know that some of the 2D fighter guys that I watch on YouTube, um, they've gotten early copies, and they played the alpha and beta, and they say it's pretty good. So uh, if you're still into 2D fighting games, this is definitely worth taking a look at. Um, Every I always, I don't have the time to get good and then be at the level that I would want to be with one of the games. So I will always admire them from far, but I I can't commit. Unfortunately, looks great though. Yeah, I think this is a pretty popular series. I've never played them before. I always found that name so strange. Japanese games often Japanese have always, weird, dude. Yeah, weird names. Yeah. Um, two two things just to throw out there that I know from watching. Um, there's a hub, there's like a world hub where you can have a little guy, um, a little avatar and so just like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Kind of like that. And you can go in there and find somebody in there that you would like to fight and then agree to fight there. Or you can put yourself in a queue to go to fight. And while you're waiting, you can go in the training room and just be training, which, you know, there's a lot of games out there where you just wait and there's nothing you can do. I mean, I'd much rather just be practicing and waiting to get into something. So that's a nice little touch. Hmm. Check out check out some video though. The graphics are fucking insane. Insane. I I used to play Guilty Gear at a Red Robin a long time ago. <laughs> Probably the original one, right? Places. Yeah, um, but that's my that's my experience with Guilty Gear ever <laughs> is Red Robin. And the only reason you were playing it is probably because they didn't have a working Street Fighter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when they had arcade games and Pizza Huts and Seven Yeah. Games. Oh yeah, remember Area Fifty One. Oh, oh, I played God. so much of that game yeah, at the arcade. So much. I'm Fifty One. Who's next? Uh, guess me, right? So, um, more DLC for more Warhammer games. Um, so everybody's been talking about Total War Warhammer Three. Um, there's been a bunch of videos, literally a video every week of the stuff coming to Total War Warhammer Three. Um, but they announced for the Skulls um, event that the final DLC for Total War Warhammer 2, which I now think makes nine paid DLCs, um, is called The Silence and the Fury. And the two races, because they always choose two races to get the bulk of everything that's new, is the Lizardmen, which is the OG good guy race for Total War Warhammer 2, and then the Beastmen, who haven't gotten shown any love in well over two years. Like, they've received, like, I think one new unit in two years, which is insane. Um, they always die first in the, like, uh, in the campaign. Like, they just instantly get wiped off the map. And so they're just not useful <laughs> whatsoever. But uh, this uh, DLC introduces two new characters. There's Oxlottle, which is a little skink guy who's a part chameleon, so he can blend in. Fun fact about him, he uh, killed a great unclean one with a poison dart. Uh, figure that out. 
Um, and then the second guy is, his name is uh, Torox, and he is a minotaur that's twice the size of a normal minotaur, and he is, his skin is made out of brass. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, like I said, the final DLC coming out next month. Is this what everybody's so upset about? I think we talked about this last week. A game was getting review bombed because they announced that they were no longer making content for it. But that's Total War Warhammer. I mean, that's Total War. Uh, sorry, when that's my fucking head messing up. Always want to talk about Total War Warhammer. That's Total War um, Three Kingdoms. Oh, Three Kingdoms. And so, okay. Yeah, Total War Three Kingdoms is a Total War game about the romance novel The Three Kingdoms, which a lot of people have ever played Dynasty Warriors. That is what that game is about. Um, and the reason why everybody was review bombing, bombing that and a bunch of other stuff is because they like publicly announced, and this is like the first time they've done this in a while, that they're no longer going to support a game. Um, before they announced that they were going to come out with more DLC for the game, continue to support the game. They, they said that they were going to support the game as much as they were supporting Total War Warhammer. And they've publicly announced that they're not. And so with that, a lot of people are review bombing it, especially because of the fact it's so popular in China because it has to do with China. And so it, it's all, a, you guess you could say it's a business decision because they're just making way more money off of total war Warhammer. So hmm. all yeah. right. what about chaos gate? So Chaos Gate, um, the only reason why I put this on is because it gave me a dad boner. Uh, not only because it's about Warhammer stuff, but a lot of people know about the Astartes CGI um, fan film that one guy made. And it's well known as like the greatest uh, fan film that anyone's ever made. Like that's just CGI. And uh, he worked on the trailer for this game. This is supposed to be a real-time strategy Warhammer game featuring the Grey Knights, which are like demon hunters uh, for the Imperium. And it got announced with the Skulls, um, the Skulls Festival, and it'll be coming out, I believe, mid next year. So, cool man. Is uh, what do you is Warhammer overall? Do you think it's gaining popularity? Feels like it, doesn't um, it? Well, their, it the, their stock you know? almost tripled in price in the last two years. So, yeah, uh, that's a yes. So. Yeah, um, that's definitely. You know, yeah. uh, and and surprisingly enough, a lot of the people that say that they that the reason why they've gotten into um, Warhammer is because of the animations being made on YouTube, and so Games Workshop can single handedly say thank you to about four YouTubers that made these things. Hmm. Um, and it's just astronomically exploded. There's so many new people like my, my local game store removed half of their magic, the gathering section just to have Warhammer tables for people to play on that. If, if nothing else, that's a pretty good indicator of what's going on. Yeah. And, and, and they used to be like, I think it was like 70% magic, 20% Pokemon, and then 10% Warhammer, and now it's almost like 40-40, or 40 uh, Magic, 40 Warhammer, and then 20% Pokemon. Hey, Nick. Um, so, so once you it, buy... It's pretty nuts. Because no one had nothing to do for a year and a half besides stay at home and paint shit. Yeah, know? that's true, too. And, Nick, once you buy all the models, uh, 
do you have to spend any more money? Like new books come out and shit. You have to buy the books or how do, how do they get you to keep spending money or they just keep making cooler models? Um, both. Um, so when new rules come out, you have to buy them unless, oh, God, you know, it's like Scientology. Um, there's some <laughs> things that you can do and Google. Yeah. You could just get a PDF if you wanted to, right? Yeah, there's also a website that's hosted by a Russian company that just has all the all the data sheets for all the characters and the rules and stuff. Yeah. If they were um, smart, they would have but, a really easy app to use to look everything up that you pay for. Yeah. Well, I mean, Games Workshop is notorious for making terrible apps, apps supporting yeah. the um, like the actual tabletop game. And so... Uh, yeah, no, you can just, you know, look it up, just Google, Hey, I need a data sheet for, uh, these, this devastator unit and then you'll find it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's new models all the time, but yeah, enough about that. Yeah. Oh, you cut yourself off. Thank God. All right, cool. Uh, we got the game of the week guys. Um, Nick said we need some new life in this podcast. How about we all play the same? Hell game? Yeah. So uh, here we are. Tell us a little bit of the backstory, what you know about this game, Bobby, or Nick. Um, so this game, uh, I got to play about four and a half hours of it, which was uh, pretty pretty good so far, in my opinion. Well, it's to be clear, we're talking game. about Days Gone. Days Gone is the game. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, people. I want to Thank cut you. them off. I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Uh, so yeah, no, we played Days Gone, all three of us, or all four of us, I'm guessing, uh, played Days Gone. Um, it's specifically about a biker named uh, Deacon, uh, or Saint, Deacon St. John, and uh, he is a biker, part of a biker gang called the Mongrels. This um, disease spreads through and turns people into essentially 28 days later zombies. Um, he escapes... And manages to survive, and it takes place two years after the invasion, or not invasion, but the the infection of his town. Um, but so far, it's been pretty pretty fun. Uh, how much did you guys were you guys able to play? I played a good amount. I played about five hours, I'd say, maybe a little bit more. Well, when does this happen? I played the most. I put I made hours in to it. Okay. Um. um so I'll I'll say where I'm at because I played the least. Uh, I just visited Sarah's gravestone. Okay. And you lit her on fire. That, no. Oh. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. That is Victoria. Oh, okay. Sarah, his his wife. Have you gotten to that point yet? No, I haven't. That's funny because I'm eight hours in and I haven't got to that point. Have you Have you um, met the seventh the second settlement? No. Oh man, you've been doing a bunch of side shit. Then. Yeah, I've been doing. I've, I've been doing. I'm doing like a hundred percent. That's how I always do it, man. I do a hundred percent stuff, and then I get burned out on stuff. But I haven't yet. But Bobby, where are you at then? I'm not sure. It all kind of bleeds together for me, honestly. <laughs> when, if I understand this correctly, so this game is basically zombie apocalypse happened, but you're playing a biker and you've su- survived. The world has survived. Everyone's got their own little settlements built up. There is um, societies built and you interact with those people. You you can earn uh, fame or reputation with them. There's also this group of people. What are they called? The guys who like the Nero? things. 
Oh, the Rippers? The Rippers, oh. yeah. So, of course, in all zombies movies, you have this group of people that just lose their mind, right? But yeah. somehow stay a little organized. So these guys mutilate themselves, and they like to capture people, torture them, and burn them. So you got to watch out for that. And then you're also killing zombies as well. Um, I was telling Sam about, I was like, well, there was these cultists. I was like, there's always fucking cultists, aren't they, yeah. at this point? Yeah, always. But what I like about this game, so it seems kind of linear, at least at the point that I'm at now, like I, it takes me to an area and then I have like a little open world experience there where I have to go through this little small map and I've got to burn nests, kill zombies, retrieve a part and then escape with it. It's almost like a small linear level within this giant uh, open world yeah, game. Yeah. So does that open up at some point where it's just like, boom, you have this huge map, you go wherever you want, or does it continue to take you to these little open world places and you progress through? I feel like generally I, it's like that. It's like small roads that take you to these, like, mm -hmm. you know, a small town and you gotta, which I, I kind of like, it's a little more direct, the open world games. And this is just a personal preference. Like I don't like them too much because I, I like my games to be a little more focused, but I noticed the quests. If you go to the menu and you look at the quests in this game, you have these different stories that are going on and you progress in each one a little bit here and a little bit there. So the one you start off with, I can't remember what it's called. They're not even called quests. They're called storylines in this yeah, game. Yeah, they're just called storylines. Yeah. So I really like that idea of having multiple storylines and because usually you have one main quest line and a bunch of side quests. And we've played games. We know how it works. You only have to do the main quest and you can do the side quests if you want. Most people will do a little bit of side quests, get bored, and then finally just plow through the, the main storyline. Right. But this one has kind of multiple stories happening at the same time, but you progress on each one a little bit at different times and they yeah. kind of tie into each other. It's a really interesting way of doing the questing system. I, I really enjoyed that part. And what you could do too is like, if you're not caught up, you can kind of review what has happened so far in that in that storyline mm -hmm. and yeah you, you can know, play the cinematics back as well yeah 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 so that's a nice part of it there, there's a lot of story in this game a lot of cut scenes um it's generally why you're here by like i was thinking about this since like mechanically there's not a lot of new shit here the motor no. the motorcycle part is cool it's kind of like your home base in a way i really yeah. like the mechanics behind the home the 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 motorcycles. Building have you gotten your saddlebags yet? Creating it. No, um, no, I expended. I expended the gas tank and the muffler, so it wouldn't yeah, be as loud. Yeah, but we've seen this before. The Mad Max game had this, where you yeah. upgrade your vehicle. No, but what I liked about it was like I think the Rage subtle had this. The subtle parts of it, where you can have it on and just kind of push with your legs, and you're kind of like stealth stealthing through. And then, um, okay. and they're also, you know, when you're running from a huge mob, you have to jump on that thing, get it started and get going. And there's like that second or two of like, holy fuck, if I'm, am I going to do this fast enough? Am I going to push these buttons fast enough? I really like that whole thing. Uh, and after you finish a section, you always got to go back for your bike. I, I, I just kind of like, it's very bike centric. Yeah. You always, yeah. yeah um, I, I, I like that part of the game. Um, it's not. It's a, it's a horror survival game, right? But it's not scary all that often. Were you guys scared very often? No, there's not mm. a lot. I, at the beginning, they start you out in that tunnel, and you learn how to burn a nest. But there's not really a lot of dark areas. Yeah, yeah. Things jumping out at you. No, it's not like. Oh, it gets worse. Game. It gets worse. The, the, the one time I've been scared was not zombies or humans. It was a fucking wolf. <laughs> 
I was hiding in the bushes from zombies, and then this wolf just tackles me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, cause I was like, I was in the office alone and dark, and I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna shit myself. I'm glad you brought that up, dude, because like, because this is one thing that open world games do, but it's not scripted. Unscripted crazy shit that happens, you know we probably won't have the same experiences. I've had some crazy shit happen in this game already. Um, I came back to my motorcycle as you have to, and some dude was like checking it out. He was trying to like hotwire it. I was like, what the fuck? So I fucking blasted his ass. And then little did I know wolves were hunting him. Like wolves were like, coming up and started chewing on him. Of course, they fucking jumped on me after that. I was like, what is going on around here? Um, another time, it was funny. I was driving, and uh, I, I, if you would ask me, I'm like, oh, there's probably four zombies chasing me right now. So I slow down my, my motorcycle, and I get off, and I turn around, and there's a horde behind me. It's at least 50, 60 strong. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? But motorcycles make a lot of noise. Um, it's at times, it can be really scary. Bobby, the second tunnel that you have to go through, just like that first one, it's almost exact, right? But you don't have Boozer with you, and you have to do the whole thing by yourself. So you, you have to move the motorcycle up a little bit until where you can't go, and then clear out the way. But the first time you're going through and you're shooting everything, making sure it's safe, now you're doing both parts, and that was, that was the scariest part of the game for me, for sure, so far. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the actual gameplay of the game, like the actual mechanics and everything, it was pretty standard, yeah. I felt. It feels like a Far Cry games at some point. You can like take out your binoculars and pinpoint all the bad guys. Yeah, you can tag all the enemies, and um, you you have to craft things. You, you have to gather stuff, switch through weapons, upgrade weapons, upgrade items. Yeah, I mean, that that all seemed pretty default to me. I think... What people are really liking about this game, it must be the story. Right? I think it's the story. I like the storyline idea. I think that's really cool. But other than that, this the game didn't really grab me. I looked up how long this game was. 40 hours for the main campaign. Mm. It's a long game. Yeah, I think that's how... It's definitely worth... It's definitely, from my understanding, like what people have said, it's like, you will get your $40 worth from this game. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah, you actually cool. played it through the whole thing. The game's 40 bucks. 50 I mean, bucks. I, I got it for $33. Oh, it's sixty dollars. And then I had I had Steam credits. So. I'm sorry, fifty American. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's good if you if you want to get your money money's worth. And yeah, this game will definitely give you that. Um, I couldn't. I don't know if I could play it all the way through though. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot of time. And for me too, I realized I spent way too much time in that first opening area. Like I, I always do this. I just scoured the entire region. I killed every single zombie. I looted every single thing. And I, what difficulty did you guys play on? I played on normal and I felt like I was just being, I it's resource management was not a problem at all. Well, hard, not extreme hard, but a hard, I was, I, I, I was thinking just like you, Bobby, where the resource management keep playing. It gets a lot more uh, scarce out there. Okay. Uh, almost yeah. no, almost it, everything. It yeah. Almost everything that I do, every area that I go, there's less and less resources. So I'm starting to become more and more careful on how I spend them. Have yeah. you so there's a couple things that I wanted to big like uh point out and Dwight Dynamite said this in the chat as well. The fact that this is like 
I've only ever had one bug, and it's because I tried doing like try to create a bug to happen, and that's my my camera skyrocketed into the air for two seconds and then came back down. But dude, there are I've had zero no problems, zero, no crashes, not even my Nvidia recording software like crashing at all. Like it, it has been so smooth and so good, and this is the one time where it's like when this game came out. Everybody's like, oh, you know, it's going to be a great game. you got to play it on PlayStation, all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait until everything's fucking, like, I'm not, I'm not going to read anything about the game. I'm not going to, you know, do anything about it. I'm just going to wait till it's all patched out and play it. And I'm so glad I did that for this one. Um, As I was playing it, I'm like, man, compared to The Last of Us 2, it, it's almost you can't even compare them, you know. Just one has so much more money behind it, so much more talent behind it. Uh, but it is very, very similar as in the world that you're playing in. And so it, it kind of makes me feel like I'm playing in that world. But you know, you can't compare the two, really. Um, no, one, one is essentially like a hardcore novel, and the other one's yeah. like, hey, this is, you know, a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, overall, I think it's a good game. Um, if I were to compete, continue to play it, it would probably be mostly for the story. I, I think um, another just little thing that I notice here, a lot of times zombie related stuff, just ignore children. You know, like they just don't have children here. It's like a problem. Oh, no, <laughs> it's like a problem. It is addressed. Yeah. Yeah. They have their own. Like, it is subclass. hard to look at when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do they call the little zombies? The baby zombies. They crawl on the roof and they yeah. skitter away. Skitters maybe. Or yeah, something yeah. like that. I'm not sure what they are. You can fuck them up. They're generally like they wait for you to be hurt um, or invade their turf before they, they attack you. Newts. But they're creepy, man. Is that what they're called? Newts? Yeah, there it is. Newts. They remind yes, me of yes. the compies in Jurassic Park. Like, they aren't aggressive, but they stand by and they're very curious, but then when they see an opportunity, they'll jump on it. Yeah. Um, but, I would say the game is getting better um, as I play it. I'm enjoying it more. Um, so I think I'll, I'll, I'll keep plugging away at it for a little bit. Um, but... Like I was trying to tell Bobby here, like they weren't, they had mechanically, they didn't do anything new. There's nothing particularly super fun about the mechanics, but the overall feeling of the game is like, I'm having a good time going through it. Even if moment by moment, you're not having fun. And, uh, and you're there for the story. And this is kind of where, Sony makes their money. They make these really big, epic stories wrapped up in a video game, and they do it well. It's for it's for uh, people with a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> mm. yeah. um, well, still forty hours. That's a that's a long time, but I, it would take me a lot longer just because I, I kind of move slowly through these types of games. I, one thing that I want to pick like mentioned before we you know we finished as someone who's played you know a bunch of uh playstation games a bunch of like story games like this i know bobby doesn't really like single player story games that much especially open world ones um one thing that i just i I like about the game so much is the bike resource management as far as like gas like any game where you can't just fast travel immediately like when you feel like it like i.e fallout and things like that and like in this game, you need gas. You need your bike to be in good condition. Like that, I love. Like when luxuries become a challenge because you fuck up some way, 
that's what I like. Yeah. Uh, it's, I was definitely checking my gas before fast traveling, um, before and after and be like, okay, where am I at? Uh, gas isn't super scarce, but just like everything else, I think it's going to probably going to become more scarce as I go through the game. But yeah, having to pay a price for fast travel is, is good. I mean, it, it forces you to go through all this world. If you run out of gas, you can go through this world and just start exploring as you would. If you ran out of shit as you were out there, you'd have to start scavenging for shit. Hmm. All right. Sounds like we're all pretty positive on this game. Yeah. Are we, are we going to do the review thing? What are we doing? Are we doing pops? Um, how many pieces of popcorn? Many? Does this deserve how many how many newts out of five would you rate this game? <laughs> I'm not how gonna rate this game after five hours of play. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I for me it's a I'm gonna finish it. Am I gonna finish it? Like am I gonna crank out three hours every day on it? No. Am I gonna play like one or two hours a week and eventually beat it? That's where yeah, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, Bobby, uh, is it gonna get the old delete right after this episode or Yeah. <laughs> Oof! Take that! Oof. Take that! Hundreds of thousands of hour, work hours that went into this. Yeah, I don't know. What it's you, it's not my type of game. I'm not going to delete it right away if I find myself playing it. Uh, like it's the only big game that I have installed right now, so I can see myself going back to this it. This game was huge. How much space did it take up for you guys? I didn't even notice. I think sixty gigs yeah, I think or something. Sixty. Like now that I have two terabytes, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Two terabytes goes quick. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what other games are you guys playing this week? Bobby, let's oh, talk about... I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention. Uh, the game of the week next week is Core. Oh, yeah. Core. That's the uh, Epic Games uh, Do As You Please program, I guess. Yeah. It's a game-building game. Don't make fun of them. Uh, Risk of Rain was originally made on Game Maker. Things awesome things can come out of these things, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, and I'm glad we're going to do a game that we can supposedly play together if we can find the time. It'd be nice to all and get it's free. This. Yeah, it's free. Hopefully, we can all get in at the same time. Fridays are good for yeah. me. I'm going to try to get in on your guys's Fridays. I'm going to try to make a point of it. I, I can probably show up Friday as well. Cool. But um, yeah, what other games have you guys played? I, you know, I've heard so much about this. You know, Star Wars Galaxies Restoration that I only got to pay literally twelve minutes of. <laughs> so yeah, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. Star Wars Galaxies: The Restoration Project. Um, I got pretty deep into it this week. Played quite a bit. Uh, I believe I'm up to level sixteen on there, and it's a very difficult game to explain. It would be very boring for me to sit here and explain how everything works, but it is very different from the MMOs that I'm used to. A lot of the leveling systems don't really apply. It is kind of like you use, basically, you you do something and you level that up, and you can really go in any direction. Um, it is an old game obviously. So there is a lot to learn and a lot that is of that old era that would probably turn off a lot of players. Um, fortunately, I had people who could answer a lot of the questions I had, and I was able to get to a point in the game where I was able to, <clears throat> I was able to figure it out, basically. And 
I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of concerned that I'm playing it for the wrong reasons right now. Like it's just a grind, but there are some fun things about it. Of course, playing with friends is always a lot of fun and I enjoy the, the class system that they have. It's, it's such a complicated thing to explain. I feel like basically your your conglomeration of the skills that you pick, Mm -hmm. not so much a hard class. You don't, you, there are branches where you can level up. You can go from brawler to pikeman or brawler to Terrace Kasi. You can go in those directions, but really you, you really put your talent points wherever you want and you can create any type of hybrid character that, that you want. Now, the problem is when games do that, I always think the same thing. Who cares? I don't want to be whatever I can be. I want to be whatever's the best. <laughs> I want to min-max this. And, and So what did you get into? Or what are you trying to I'm get I'm building into? my guy incredibly tanky. Okay. And that's probably going to be all that he does. He's not... I can make another character and explore Not dance the, on the side? side. No, I would really like to explore that because that's part of the game that I have no clue how that works. So the next character that I make would probably be somebody, maybe like a pilot or a shipwright, like mm-hmm. that whole star travel thing. I don't understand either. So there's large parts of the game that, uh, that I have yet to explore. But right now I'm just kind of doing the combat side of it. Uh, it's an old MMO though. So there's a lot of go out there and kill 10 of these or yeah, right. talk to this guy, a lot of fetch quests. Um, the project seems to be going pretty smoothly though. There's been a lot of now after a bad launch. Well, yeah. And there, there's been problems here and there. They've had to reset the servers. One day I loaded in and my customized land speeder wasn't customized anymore and it wouldn't work. I'd try to travel a distance and it rubber band me back and then they shut down the server, restarted it, everything was fixed. So yeah, and they're still dealing with a lot more people than they had intended. The lag is pretty bad when a lot of people get on there. And you know, on top of that, it's an old game. I haven't found a way yet to increase the font size on a lot of things. So it's very, very tiny on my high resolution monitor. There's, you know, it's, it's an old game. Now, of course I'm accustomed to those. A connoisseur, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't mind it as much as most people might, but I'm having a good time. You know, it's Star Wars. Uh, Christian, if somebody wanted to get play this, what would they have to do? Uh, they would go to the site, make an account, and download the game. What's the uh, site? Uh, you the also site need is, well, you also need a is, professional guide like Sniper, where it's like, okay, now you put this here, and you put that there, and now you press enter two times to be able to get in the game. And now you're a Jedi. You press alt and then shift to make the game full screen. Yeah, you have to rub your tummy and pat the top of your head at the same time. Um, yeah, it's restorationgaming.com to, uh, to, to check it out. Uh, Bobby, did you hear? I don't know if it's still like that. Uh, have you inquired about what it takes to become a Jedi? Well, on the website it says that... It's a hidden way to become a Jedi. There's nothing that you can really do. There are things, it could be something totally random that you can do, and then you will be force sensitive, and then you can branch off into the Jedi path. Uh, And nobody really knows what that is, so it's something the players have to discover themselves. And you may not even realize what it is that you've done once you acquire it. So it's going to keep the Jedi very rare, which which is cool. Yeah, the way that I remember reading it, or it was explained to me, is 
when you make your character three three um, abilities are chosen, and then if you max out those three abilities, then you become force sensitive. But the chances of you just by happenstance um, maxing out those particular ones that you were prescribed, you don't know what they are. So you would have to like lose an ability, gain another one and try to figure out. And who knows how many combinations there are. Yeah. That's how it was on uh, live. That's like what the hollow grind is called. Um, this server has a completely custom, custom one. Um, you have to, it's more about where your character goes. And then a portion of it is also tied to like what, where the server's at. So like if someone has already unlocked part of Jedi, your unlock for Jedi is going to be a lot harder. It's going to be different. It's going to be different for each person. Oh, I so, see. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. that's good. And and Jedi are so strong in the game that uh, the player class bounty hunter can, when they hunt them, they can steal their lightsabers like General Grievous or whatever. And the lightsaber for the Jedi in the game is um, super important. Um, losing it is... I don't know. I, when the first person loses their lightsaber, who knows? They might quit the game. I have no idea. It's really hard to build a lightsaber in this game. So there's huge risk-reward, too. Even if you do unlock the class, what, what happens after? I'm 100% cool with that, man. I, I I think it's so cool that just a select few of people will have those powers, you know? Like it's, I like how it's not the sweatiest person gets the coolest shit. It's the luckiest like it can be pretty much be chance. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what I was wondering, I was looking this up on Twitch to see if anybody was streaming it. And it seems like there is still a version of this game out there that people are playing, but it wasn't this one. And I was a little confused by that. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple emulations server. Um, they most likely were playing this game because I pulled the, I pulled the numbers for it. Um they're probably just in a different area. But if they weren't playing this game, they were playing Legends. Uh, the Legends project takes Star Wars Galaxies in its last state, whereas the Restoration project takes kind of a bit from every single era. So the Legends, you have nine classes only. It's much more like a traditional MMO. Uh, gotcha. Mm. Okay, so that was in its last state. And I saw another one that was just an Empire Divided, I think it was called. I don't know, maybe that uh, was a different one. There's separate categories on Twitch because this was around when Twitch first started getting started. So I don't okay. know. Maybe someone just picked a different category. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find this game on Twitch. But, yeah, it's I, I'm looking forward to being able to do doing stuff as a group. I think I'm a high enough level now that... We could yeah. start grouping up and doing stuff. I know you talked, Christian, about going to Jabba's Palace and doing a quest line there. Yeah, the Jabba's Palace stuff is actually pretty pretty fun. And my character is level 16, too, so uh, I'm excited. And uh, I mean, we got a couple other people. If we can all get to that level and do Jabba's Palace or or anywhere, it's really fun to just... Oh, man. Hey, guys, guys, whatever. We could do anything. It's uh, it's all fun. <laughs> it doesn't matter. As, as long, long as you guys play with me, we yeah. could do anything. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You got me. Stop. Stop the beating. Uh, yeah. Well, it, uh, is, it is very difficult to get into, I think, because, I mean, unless you have 
what was happening on Friday is we were all in a voice channel and people would hop on at different times and they, they were all at different levels for the most part. And everybody that was new just had so many questions and they were all the exact same questions I ha had to ask when yeah. I was starting out. There's just a lot to this game that is really hard to figure out. I don't think people are used to games being this, this difficult and there's not a lot of resources out there online. So I was doing a search. I got my speeder bike. I clicked on the deed. It pops out. Ooh, I can drive it. And then I put it away and I couldn't figure out how to get it back for the longest time. I'm searching all over the internet. Uh, how, how to get vehicle, call vehicle, vehicle, Star Wars yeah. galaxies. I'm finding nothing. Um, finally, I found something somewhere that said, Oh, press control D and bring up your data pad. And I press control D, it doesn't bring up the data pad, but then eventually I found out where the data pad was and was able to bring it and put it on my action bar. Sounds like so much fun, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, but once you put in the work at the beginning, then you start kind of moving, moving right along. I, I'm looking once forward you to the, build the Millennium Falcon for your keyboard. You know, you can, you can play it. Mm -hmm. Sniper. What's, uh, what's your character? I have two characters. So the one that I'm getting deep into uh, is um, a tailor and an armorsmith. That's a crafting profession. I have a shop set up, and I'm making money, man. I even had to make a spreadsheet to sell everything, and uh, <laughs> it's too much fun. Uh, and then my other character is a support class, so I want him to be a master carboneer and a master doctor, so What's we can buff the group, get some heals in. Uh, carboneer is going to be... Uh, setting status of enemies so like your roots uh, and stuns and stuff like that from from ranged oh gotcha crowd control yeah. interesting yeah so if we we all do it oh man <laughs> the funnest one that we can do is hoth we can all get in speeders bring some AT-ATs down or at -ats, i don't know what you say and uh yeah i'm excited yeah i'd like to go you start out on tatooine tatooine's such a boring planet and they always so much of the Star Wars universe takes takes place there. And then in the new one, they're just like, hey, we got Jakku now. It's basically new tattooing, just yeah. as boring, bunch of dirt. Um, but yeah, you start <laughs> out there and it's kind of cool. They got the, the Tashi station and Mos Espa and Watto's junk shop. You know, they got all the, all the places. But I, I'm looking forward to getting off that planet, doing something else. Wait, nobody told me it's got all the places, Bobby. <laughs> All the places? It's got all the places, all Nick. All the usual spots. Nick, tell me about a place. It's called Necromunda. Ah, yes, Necromunda. Um, I'm going to end my my segment on uh, Warhammer because of the fucking Skulls Festival. Uh, this game completely blindsided me. I didn't know it existed. Um, it's called Necromunda Hired Gun. It um, huh, It is interesting. It is essentially a Doom clone, a Doom 2016 clone. Um, you jump, you got a grappling hook, you got dashes, and you got brambling, and you got double jumps, and it handles like a Doom. Um, it is a Warhammer skin, so Necromunda is a hive city, the biggest hive city of all time. Uh, there is a bunch of gangs, and you're a mercenary, and it starts off with the whole, like, mission gone wrong kind of thing. Um... The game has a bunch of different types of enemies, a bunch of lore, like specific guns and weapons and classes and stuff. And uh, dude, it to me it's just fun. Like it's like if I got an, if I got thirty minutes, I can play a mission of this, and then you know I'll be satisfied, and then just come back the next day and keep going. When you said um, it's like Doom, um, does it also have the melee like uh, execution? Yes, 
Yes, yes, yes, yes, yes. It has the the glory kills. Uh, you know, the changes on your weapon and stuff like that. You also have a dog, which is pretty nice. Um, unlike Doom. Uh, I, I, from my understanding, there are some people that have had some pretty rough times running the game. I have not had a single crash on the game so far. Um, I haven't haven't had any bugs or anything. Like it's perfectly normal for me. Um, but yeah, if you like Doom clones or you like Warhammer stuff, it gets real detailed on the guns. As far as like custom ability, what you can pick up, everything's random, so you can pick pick up a shittier version of a gun that you you picked up before. Um, I'm I'm about uh, four hours in, so it's pretty cool. Sounds like you you agree with the with the population. It's like seventy five percent. Nick, is that what you would give it at? For me, it's like ninety percent. It, wow. You know, it tickles all the the Warhammer stuff yeah. to me. But um, if I wasn't a Warhammer nerd, then yeah, it would be seventy percent. I'm still gonna play through it. Apparently, it's about an it's about a seven hour, eight hour game. So that's yeah. a good style and nice graphics for sure. It looks like a triple A oh, game yeah. to me. It's only thirty three bucks right now on during the sale. That's a good so, price. Yeah, it, it, it's worth thirty three bucks in my eyes. So last week I picked up Tainted Grail Conquest. Uh, remember Conquest because there's two Tainted Grails. Um, the other one isn't out yet, and it sounds like it's an RPG set in the same world. They probably it's been done before where somebody takes a full on game and then takes the assets of that and make a a roguelike because in roguelikes you reuse the same assets over and over and over again. So it's easy to take. Well, I'm saying easy from not being a developer but it sounds pretty easy to like take the assets you already had and then put them into another game so um that's what this is it seems like um they took the assets of this main game that they're trying to come out with and they made a card-based roguelike uh i love this fucking game i played it till like four in the morning um uh, like I talked about last week, it's a card-based roguelike with uh, fully three-rendered graphics. Um, we're not talking about AAA, but it looks—it definitely gets the job done. Um, every time you venture out into the forest, the forest is randomly generated. It's really just paths in a tra- There's like different trails you can go down, and you can see where the monsters are, um, and. It's crazy out there. There's this thing called uh, weirdness, spelled with a Y, and that's just kind of like the overall magic that's flowing through the world. And you can keep it at bay with a torch. Um, a lot of like dark and du- darkest dungeon in that way. So you, when you're going through the forest, you where there's a boss, you don't know where he's at. You got to kind of find them. Uh, you have these torches out, and when you get into an encounter. Depending on your torch level, you'll get these random cards throughout your fight. And if you have a bright torch, they're generally going to be positive. If you have medium, they could go either way. And then if you have no torch, you get they're always bad. And you have to either play them, or, which is bad, or if you don't play it, an even worse thing happens. So it kind of forces you to play these cards. Um, I, I first started playing with the warrior and it's, it's so much like uh slay the spire, 
but it doesn't look like it at all. You know, the mechanics are very similar, especially the first warrior that I was playing. I was like, okay, this is just like a fancy Slay the Spire. And then I unlocked the second character, which is a summoner, and it was so unlike. I mean, the entire game changed for me. It was like playing a different game. Um, the summoner can't doesn't really attack. He doesn't have weapons. He summons these little creatures, and it's almost like you're playing Pokemon because you got to, like, level them up. This is during a fight. They all start off at level one, and you have to level them up and then activate them to make them attack. And it's all about this, like, creature m- management and resources. Uh, you're just kind of, like balancing and also trying to keep your physical body alive while it's getting attacked so it was a completely different game and i it really uh the summoner really spoke to me like i I was like oh this is my shit there's like seven other classes and if if the variance in gameplay is so different in each one of those other seven uh there's gonna be a ton of gameplay here um in general i like the story it's basically like you're in King Arthur's time and you you're part of this uh pilgrimage is that the right word um no not a pilgrimage but like um people who explore uh like a a settlement and your whole settlement disappears and things get really weird and then the like this creature comes out and he's like I don't know what's going on nobody really knows what's going on but you got to go out there and you got to fucking beat these bosses and you're like why and he's like nobody really knows you just got to get out there and it's like okay it's a way to explain a roguelike and i kind of like it because like you can't really explain a roguelike you're just going to keep spawning and go out there it's making sense i i want to go out there and explore and find out more about this weirdness uh you find people out there all the time there's tons of people out there and they're lost and they don't know what the fuck's going on um, some of them have varying degrees of understanding of the weirdness. So you're starting to piece together a little tiny bit. I'm enjoying that aspect. Every once in a while, you can find the right person and they'll go back to your home base and become part of your town and make your town stronger. And there, there's your rogue light, uh, part of it. Um, it's a good fucking game, man. I'm having a really good time. Imagine, imagine Slay the Spire with story. Uh, visual depth and uh, Slay, the, Slay the Spire on its own is already like a 9 out of 10 game or a 10 out of 10 game. It's a great game. And then you just add all these other things to it that aren't bad. And uh, yeah, I'm fucking digging it. Hmm. Yeah, Bobby, I want you to play this. I think you'll like it. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. I did really enjoy Grifflins, although I do not care about story and the graphics. I mean, they're nice, but they're not necessary. That's what me. I'm saying, though. Like, if you're if you're Grifflins gonna, is so fucking fun. What is? Oh, you like it? Why don't you put I it on got, your notes? I got four hours into it. It's dude. It's fun. It. it I like it. So, and Nick, have you played these games before? These card-based combat games. Only one, and I can't even remember the name of it. I just didn't like it. That's why like, I kind of threw it to the side, but Grifflins is a banger, dude. Yeah, it's a great game. It was really my first card-based combat game. I never played Slay the Spire, so I was kind of wondering, eh, maybe it's just my first time experiencing this. That's why I like it so much, but I do really think it's a fantastic game. But what I'm saying, Bobby, like, if, if Slay the Spire is a good game or a great game, and then you had better graphics, you'll take them, right? 
you'll take Slay the Spider with, with better graphics over Slay the Spire. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I guess why not? Yeah, yeah why not? And, and, and the ambiance and everything. It, it's cool. Oh, the character design is great, too. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've got a lot of listener questions, so we should get to that. Before we do, thank you very much to Recycled, coming in at 34 months with the subscription. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. With all that uh, Dogecoin you've made, you should uh, be tipping much more. Tip, tip us some Doge, dude. It's going to be, hey, he's almost three years. Yeah. Fuck wow. yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Time flies. All right. First question is coming from War Onius. What are some of your favorite memories of games being announced during E3? Anything from the PC gaming show that you saw last year that turned out to be a great game for you? Hmm. Yeah, E3 is coming up. It's right around the corner here. It's going to be happening. Um, the, the first time they did the PC gaming show, and I was there physically at E3, um, it was very small. It was like um, no more than eight or, or 12 screens, and they each had an indie title on it. Do you remember this, Bobby? Were you there that year? It was no. very small. I've never been to E3. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been uh, twice. And uh, anyway, it was the first time they were doing this, and I went around and I played some very early um, alphas of games that ended up being... Uh, I guess none of them really broke out, but, uh, deep sky derelicts was one of them, but that's really hard okay. to, that's really hard to play as a demo and like get an idea of what you're playing there. Yeah. You could just get a look for it. Um, it's there, a lot of long-term mechanics in that game. Yeah. There was a, there was a samurai game where you played as a black guy. It was a black and white game. Um, but anyway, it was very cool to see things in alpha and then see them come out, especially since. There was never really a PC uh, at E3s, at least not in a all-in-one place. You yeah. might find a booth here, a booth there. Well, E3 has always been more about the console games. Yeah, it wasn't only until yeah. a couple recent years ago it started having the PC Gamer show and a little more focus on PC gaming. But for the most part, it hasn't been a huge event for, for PC gamers. And even the PC Gamer show itself tends to focus more on indie games. Devolver is heavily involved. There has been in the past with them showing yeah. off a lot of their stuff. They put on a pretty good show. Yeah. And Devolver did that virtual um, festival uh, do you remember last year or so? Mm -hmm. was, yeah, I really liked how they did that. So they yeah. had the virtual festival and you got to play the demos of the games on Steam. Yeah. Meanwhile, avoiding bots that were like drones that were trying to capture you. The, the, the idea was that you were sneaking in before the show and mm -hmm. getting an early take. Yeah, they, they had this whole setup. I thought it was pretty creative. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, in this day and age with all the leaks that we have and the way the games are released and you know so much about them before they come out, it's... and. And so much changes in development too. Like they, it's very difficult for a company to announce a game and show off the product when they don't even know what exactly it's going to be. Yeah. So either on one hand you get just like a teaser trailer that doesn't give you very much. Maybe it's like a cinematic trailer. It doesn't tell you anything about the game or you get shown actual gameplay footage and it changes by the time it releases. Like you could, it, it's difficult to avoid or to go in between those two obstacles. I got to play uh, the Lord of the Rings game early on. Um, what is that thing called? Uh, the one where you Shadow of Mordor? Yeah, Shadow of Mordor. Sequel? I believe it was the first one. It was the first one because yeah. I remember the whole the whole system where 
Uh, there's a grudge between the ones that kill you or the ones you mm-hmm. kill them. The nemesis system. The nemesis, yeah. I, I was like blown away by that. I, I thought it was really cool. But I got to play it super early. And it was so early that you had to have a handler with you. Like a guy sat right next yeah. to you and told you exactly what you could do, what you couldn't do. It was interesting. You know, uh, interesting thing. I actually watched a video about this. You know that system, that Nemesis system, is patented, and no other game can do it. Wow, that's too bad. Because and same thing with the uh, Mass Effect uh, chat wheel that has been that's been patented as well. Those are both too bad. Man, it'd be really nice to have those in other yeah, games. The patents really screw things up. Um, I, I saw this on a, a Jim Quisition a couple months ago, but there was a patent on loading screens. Um, or what what was it? It was uh, like mini games during loading screens oh, okay. or g- uh, games during loading screens. Yeah. One game did it, had a patent on it and sat on it for a long, long time. So mm. no other games could do it. So that's kind of why we've all been stuck with just the same old loading screen. And there hasn't, we think like the industry hasn't progressed, but actually there's a lot of legal things holding up. Like yeah. when the Nemesis system came out, I thought this is fantastic. We're going to see this everywhere. We have seen it. Twice, twice in, those two in their own of, games. Yeah, in those two games, so yeah. Shadow of Mordor and they, the sequel. They should at least license it, license it out, and get royalties for it. Yeah, well, I mean, financially, I guess it's not good for them to do that or something. I don't know. I'm sure they have their reasons, but unfortunately, we the customers suffer for it. Yeah, for sure. I did get in on like a loop though, where like I had pissed off, <laughs> I had died to them because every time they kill you, they get powered up. Mm-hmm. And like, if that happens enough, you're going up against a super powered fucking army that you're yeah. never going to beat. So it can work against you. Yeah. I never played the second one. I really liked the first one though. I beat that in a week. Second the, one. Uh, yeah. That was out. the one with the DLC or the microtransaction drama. Like, uh, yep. Yeah. You could buy a, uh, you could basically buy like a, a level booster or something and get to the game like way faster. And it just, yeah, that was not a good look. Um, next question from Brennan 47. Have you guys heard? Wow. Wow. I didn't get to answer. You're such a dick. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) What am I missing? Uh, what are some of my favorite memories being announced during E3? Uh, when God of War was announced, the newest one, uh, I was a big fan. I was uh, super surprised by the tonal change and mechanic change. Uh, anything from the PC gaming show that you saw last year that's going to be a great game for you? Uh, no, quite the opposite. One game was complete doo-doo that they showed, and that was Total War Troy, and it was just not good. Carrion. Hmm. Carrion was, yeah, yeah, that was one of those. I've got to finish test it, man. it. i got yeah. less than an hour left, probably. Okay, next question from Brendan47. Have you guys heard of the upcoming survival horror game Callisto Protocol? If so, what are your thoughts on it? If not, I would recommend checking it out if you're fans of the Dead Space franchise. Let's throw it on the the radar. Yeah, big fan of the Dead Space franchise, actually. I did not beat the third one. I think the third one kind of got caught up in some of the microtransaction uh, stuff that was really going on around that time. But I've always wanted to play that to just complete the series. I played the first one twice through. Yeah, Bobby, so, I'll play. I'll play Dead Space Two. I mean, Dead Space Three, the way it's supposed to be played, and that's co-op with you if you want. Oh, that's a co-op game. I have yeah, it on it, Origin. We've had trouble on Origin before. <laughs> I have it on Origin as well. <laughs> I believe I have it on Origin. Yeah, uh, but I'll play. I'll play with you. 
That would be cool. Let me make sure I have that. I think I got that when SimCity like crashed on the first day. The servers crashed, and so they gave out a free game, and it was all a bunch of old games. I think that's when I got Dead Space 3. Dude, I totally thought you were going to just like, oh, that game has that, and just keep on going, not acknowledging that he wants to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would love to play co-op on that one. Um, just a little bit I saw of that trailer for Callisto Protocol. It looks like... It looks like sci-fi space horror, but the guy's also got the thing in the back of his neck yeah. that shows the health. I thought one that thing that so... Dead, uh, Dead Space did incredibly well was create such a cinematic experience by getting rid of so much of the UI. UI yeah. They put the yeah, health bar on the UI back is of character. You. Yeah, yeah, you're the UI. Mm -hmm. Your body's character. Yeah. yeah, it really, God, I thought that was just body. so amazing how they did that. Um the second Dead Space, I got a lot of problems with that game, but I don't know if we should get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. I yeah, it's one of my crowning achievements. But the second Dead Space? Yeah, yeah, no, I did the uh beat the game without saving. Oh, or you only get three saves. Fight each other. Yeah. Fight each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what what's so wrong about this fucking game, man? It's arguably one of the greatest yeah. games of all time. Dead Space 2. That game ruined everything it did in the first game, I felt like. If you think that ruined the first game, then the third one's going to absolutely shit on your memory of the third, first yeah, game. Yeah, no, I'm expecting that. The topsy -turvy. That's okay. But we're talking about games that are like 10 plus years old. I think the first Dead Space came out in 2008. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, my expectations aren't very high. Is it Alien versus Aliens, Bobby? Like one was dark and ominous, the other one just kept throwing monsters at you? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they really just... The first one really built up and it was very creepy and it was very atmospheric and the monsters would pop out and, you know, it escalated very well. The, the second one, the opening scene, I think, like people are getting eyes gouged out and there's just blood. Yeah, no, <laughs> I show that to Leslie because Leslie's like, I want to play a scary game with you. Uh, I.e. in the first 15 seconds, this guy is like, you're Isaac, right? And you're like, yeah. He's like, OK, I'm getting you out of here. And he starts unbuckling like your 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 like fucking chains and then all of a sudden a thing just comes out and starts draining his brain out of his forehead yeah you're like just, what the fuck and right away just, just freaks out <laughs> although there were some things I, I can't remember the story too well but there were some things that i liked about it how it kind of explained a little bit more of what was going on and how that obelisk or whatever was driving people crazy and the then marker. if you watch yeah. yeah the the marker and then if you watch the movie that i think we talked about last week yeah. i did a video game review for it uh the dead space movie aftermath that uh, it serves as like a it, it tells a, a story filler. between yeah. the two but it ends right where the second game picks up so if you watch that movie and start playing the second game you don't miss a beat um Captain Gummy mentioned something really good that I think that you would like, Bobby. Um, there's a documentary on Dead Space. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's on YouTube. Is it um, the one where they do a documentary about each game? No, 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 no. Uh, it's a documentary about Dead Space specifically, and it has to do with the creator and the writer of it. Hmm. And like, just like uh, this might, this will prove if you watch it or not. Like, maybe you not, you might not remember if you have. But it's specifically, like, the guy opens up the story, like, with, we wanted to make a game that was Resident Evil in space, and we wanted to get rid of the isometric cameras. And so, like, that's how it opens. It's very good. It's called ARS te uh, Technica. ARS Technica. No, I haven't seen this. I saw they were doing a series on 
games. Uh, yeah, that one, War Stories. How Dead Space is scariest scene almost killed the game developer. Yeah, that, that's a great one there, but that one's only like, yeah, 20 minutes long. Um, but no, I'd be interested yeah. to watch the the full length documentary on that. Um, yeah, th- what what's funny is that that little snippet is really good. Um, it's it's just it, both of them are good. Mm-hmm. I I'm interested to see what Dead Space Three would be like in a co op environment because that solitude you have in the first two games, especially the first one, really adds to the the fear factor. And I think you'd kind of lose that in the co-op. Yeah, yeah no, you you definitely do. I played through the whole game. Um, you definitely do. There are some DLC I didn't get to play, but the game is still fun. Um, the there's another system that kind of breaks the scariness, and that's the gun customization. Like you can be, you can make any gun you want as long as you have the parts for it. So yeah, well, we if you want to play, we can play it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to check that out. Um, I, I remember the first one having great boss fights too, particularly one in that tube. Really, really oh yeah, that, one. that was a great boss fight. The boss fights in three are a little different, but it's 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 good. Like it, it was, it got review bomb when it first came out, but I think it's an I think it's a solid seven. Yeah, they had all this DLC you could get to get like better weapons because the, the whole gun customization thing. But you know, I'm sure if I played it vanilla. It'd be fine. Yeah. No, I, it was like the same thing that you stated before about like where you can, I forgot the other game you talked about, but you could essentially pay for like an experience boost, but it was like a weapons boost and you can get like essentially the strongest guns at the beginning of the game yeah. and just walk through the whole game. Yeah. There, there was a period of time where that was just a little too common. Unfortunately, he does yeah. not look like a developer, man. He looks like a football guy or something. He's a big dude. for be making games. Yeah, it, right. it's it's a it's a great there there it's it's a great movie. You should watch it. Cool. Uh, next so next question, question from Warconius again. Did you guys ever talk about Jedi Fallen Order? The game is fire, so damn good. Respawn are at the top of their game. Uh, Bobby played it. He's the one who really I played that. a good amount of it, and I was actually thinking this week because I started playing Mysteries of the Sith, which was the expansion for Dark Forces Two. Um, apparently they made a remastered version of it, uh, some like fan made, of course. Uh, so I was checking that out and I got to thinking about fallen order and how I never finished it and how I actually kind of enjoyed that game. Um, you know, you had your nitpicky stuff, but overall, I believe you enjoyed it. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hard I, to tell with you, Bobby. You could hate something and sound like you like it. I, I really like the saber fights in that, and I think that's kind of around where I, I left off with it. But I played it off of your account, and you had it on Origin, or I think you had Origin access at the time. Yeah. So I think if you had started your own playthrough, it probably deleted mine. We're talking. I never years played ago. it. Oh yeah. no. Okay. No. Maybe but just, I don't know if I have Premiere anymore or if you even need Premiere to play it anymore. Yeah, or if that save file even exists. Probably better for me to start from scratch anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I've been thinking about going back to that one. Um, it's now the proper age where you it's old enough <laughs> where you can play it and enjoy it. Uh, it's not that old. It's only a couple of years, right? But how often do we get those single-player games? I'd love to check out Rogue Squadron too, but... I think Jedi Fallen Order. It's not free yet, so I'll stay away. <laughs> it's get Rogue Squadron uh, on sale for fifteen ninety nine recently. That's not. I didn't pick it up. Much. Um, but yeah, we talked a lot about that game. Nick, did you play it? 
Fall in order? No, but it looks fire. It is included in EA Play, so I might play it. Yeah. I love Souls games. I pretty much played any every uh, mainstream Souls clone. It's light on the Souls like. It, right? It's not. Yeah, I mean, Souls like implies difficulty. It's not a difficult game. the The saber fights, the boss fights with the sabers, is great. Um, that kind of feels a little more Souls like. Yeah. And then the way that you just like travel kind of an open world map and you have in souls, they call it the hearth fire. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in fallen order, it's called something else, but it's not nearly as difficult or punishing. Okay. Ooh. Um, next question from Nyanko. What do you think of the future of game development? If it's helped by AI, if developers and other artists lose their job because of AI will, a game be labeled a hundred percent made by humans at some point. <laughs> uh, so I've heard futurist. Talk. I've, I used to really got into futurist stuff. Um, apparently initially all the creative stuff is going to stay made by humans. Um, it's apparently it's really hard for them to come up with, but uh, now if you look, you can see art and music created straight by AI and it sounds pretty fucking good. Like, you could tell that yeah. it's a little weird. But yeah, they're writing stories. They are making art, or like painted art, like, um, you know, like a painting. Um, and they are making songs. You, you could probably find one right now that we could play, uh, Christian. There's, um, it'll sound like. one for Eurovision two years ago. They'll pick a genre and. It'll just make a song. It won't make any sense. The words won't make any sense, but it mm-hmm. sounds like a decent song. Yeah, there was. They played it on a podcast I used to listen to many years ago. But there was a, a computer that was making Christmas carols, just downloading all this data and using that to make Christmas carols. And it was ridiculous. The lyrics were absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But melodies, you know, music is very mathematical. It's very easy to teach your computer how to do that. Um, games seem so much more complicated, though. And especially the creative side, I, I don't know. I can't do people have a hard enough time making games. Like what even makes a good game? It's such a weird little yeah, but, thing. There's gotta be like some, some X factor in it that just makes it a good game. Cause I've always thought, so the ultimate game for me would be the hollow deck, right? Like as soon as I saw that on Star Trek generation, I was like, that that is a dream like like if you could do that right now were they making their own pro i think they just walk in there and make their own programs they're like in there i go in there and you're like hey i would like to practice this or that and the computer just makes up and fills up all the gaps so if you build your own game there probably won't be any surprises in there right unless it's so advanced that could even do that for you but in general, you could just build your own game. I think you could just probably, if the computer is power, powerful enough, you could just talk to it, and it's going to build what you want. Yeah, but here's the thing. Roguelikes are kind of computer-generated, right? So yeah. the computer is kind of doing some of the work or the design there. and Under some structure that humans have made. Yeah, yeah. they put the outline or the guidelines there, and it works within those parameters to make uh, a new map. 
but none of that stuff is really important. We used to see this all the time with games. They'd advertise like thousands of different level types or creatures. And it's just, you go in there and it's like a map that's, oh, this one's blue and that one's red, or this one has brown trees and that one has purple trees. And that's the only difference. And they're counting that as like a whole new world to explore. It's like, no, it's just like the same thing, but things are moved around a little bit and they're different colors. So I I don't know. I, I don't really... I'm not like into a lot of futurist stuff like you are, but it to me, it seems like we're so far away of computers making any sort of relevant creative decisions. I would agree. This I can AI generated rock music. Like it's definitely not bad, you know. It's definitely not a video. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're talking about the future, though. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Nick? You think robots are going to come take our jobs? <laughs> Mine, eventually, yes. Uh, hands down. Um, but as far as art and stuff, mm, yes and no. Games, I think the one thing that makes games unique is a culmination of so many different things that have to work out perfectly. It's like making the perfect breakfast like you have to have so many different ingredients working out well to you know have a good time mm-hmm. um another thing is that a lot of games are so personal and if unless you get that personal aspect for a lot of stuff you're not going to get you know blockbusters from ai in my opinion i mean, you know yeah. i might be completely wrong in like 15 years every game might be generated by an ai you know i may be able to play my warhammer dark souls uh, you know, roguelike game where I play as a thousand sons because no one ever gives them love. But it, we never know. We'll see. At, at what what is very close is shortcuts. I think there's going to be. I think the game making process yes. is going to be yes, shortened yes, yes, up yes, yes. quite a bit. Uh, you know, you could tell a computer randomly make a, a believable landscape. That used to be have to be handcrafted in a computer. Uh, you know, every hill and every valley had to all be created. Now you could just be like, give me a landscape, and then we'll go from there. I'm reminded of a Futurama <clears throat> episode. I believe it's the one where Zoidberg's uncle is making a movie. And the opening credits are playing for this movie, and it says, um, you know, starring Acting Bot 3000, directed by directing unit 347g <laughs> and it's just like all the credits are just robots because you know the the character there's a actor robot in there calcu calculon calculon yeah yeah calculon. the golden robot he, he's like the thespian robot yeah yeah so i don't know man maybe we'll be there in the year 3000 when futurama takes place i'll be there bobby you know, speak, you know speaking of that there was actually a, a poll that was done in the united states and it was would you rather live forever or be able to freeze yourself and unfreeze yourself at will? And one third of people chose live for have immortality, but you keep aging. And then two thirds chose freeze yourself and unfreeze yourself when you want. Hmm. I would be the smarter decision. Yeah, I would freeze myself. I think if you chose to live forever, you would eventually come to regret that decision. You could always jump in the sun. Um. Yeah. I suppose. How are you going to get to the sun? Well, in the future, man, they're going to have sun pods, man. 
Have you got your sun pod? Yeah, yeah, I'm the sun pod. He's 17,000 years old. He doesn't want to live anymore. (laughs) All right. right. What's what's everyone playing next week besides core? Uh, Definitely that game that I've been playing that I forgot the game number already. Um, Citadel? Tainted Grail. Tainted Grail. Conquest. Yep. Bobby's brain is 50 times better than mine. (laughs) Uh, I make it up in dick. Anybody? No? All right. It's a dick joke. Uncanny for me. <laughs> Absolutely un- unforeseen. Um, I'm going to be playing Days Gone. I want to I want to get further in before I drop it. I want to get at least another two hours in if I decide to drop it. I don't think you're going to regret it, dude. I feel like it gets better. Yeah. It, dude, once you get to the second, the second uh, settlement so, and yeah. you start dealing with different stuff, it's it's pretty fun. Um. Yeah, and then I'm also gonna play uh, core. Obviously, because oh, yeah, I have to. So we're gonna do this weekly or biweekly? I was thinking weekly. biweekly because it can be tough. But core, yeah. I think, I think we could all do that within a week, right? Sure. Yeah, it's free. All right. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be playing next week. I, I got to probably tear myself away from Star Wars Galaxies. It's probably the best thing to do. Or um, not. You could you could probably come away with a couple stories. Eh, probably not. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out there killing wampas and, <laughs> and yeah, womp rats. It's just a grind, huh? Yeah, like I'm not, I don't know. There could be, if Although, I start doing some, uh, uh, Play, if I start playing with other people, then maybe there'll be some interesting things that come up. Level 16 sounds pretty lofty. How many levels are there? 60? The leveling system confuses me. I'm not exactly sure how it works. I know when you start building your talent points, it kind of adds to your overall level, but it's not like I'll, I'll unlock a new talent in the talent tree and then nothing will happen. I'll unlock another one or two. And then finally, it'll just give me a bunch of points on my overall level. So I'm not really sure what the math is there. Hmm. but maybe yeah. The, yeah i've spent a good amount of time in the game so i don't know I, i'll find something else to get into this week i uh, had my eye on quite a few things but not sure what's going to pan out try the tainted grail bobby i want to see what you think plus it's free yeah maybe i will i'd appreciate that all right uh speaking for all these guys and myself um bye talk to you later also tits you know what i realized i i'm wondering if the issues that we're having with the stream and the internet connection is because of the 1080p or the 1080 60p that we're now uh, using on discord we could definitely turn that down right